You're listening to Back Into the Fire, old school wrestling fans shooting on the greatest wrestling organization in the world, the National Wrestling Alliance. On this episode, Trevor Murdoch brings home the NWA's national title. We review two episodes of the United Wrestling Network's Primetime Live, and the NWA sends fans a survey. But what does it mean for the future of the organization? We try to figure it out. Stay with us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Back into the Fire podcast. Your four minutes of fame, four minutes of heat. Four minutes of heat. Four minutes of UWN recap, because that's really all that they deserve. <laughs> I'm here with Mr. Andy Hayworth. I'm Joe Till. Hey, folks. Bringing you a recap of UWN Primetime Episode 3 and 4. And I guess we do have a decent amount of uh, action to, to talk about, to review here. Yeah, we we have a couple things going on in this episode. We we've had a belt a title change in the NWA, yes. um, thanks to uh, the UWN shows. And you know this isn't really interesting to anybody except you and me. But we're here recording in person. This is only the second time we've oh, yeah. ever done this. This is an historic occasion. That's um, right. The last time we guys we came to you guys on location was back in December. Yeah, December. Atlanta, yeah. right? Atlanta for the Into the Fire pay-per-view. That's event. right. Yeah. So it's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. Usually we're remotely, but today we're coming from the Grand Strand of South mm. Carolina here. So um yeah, this is it's kind of nice recording in person for right. once here again. Right. It's good to be here. It's good to see you. Absolutely. Good to talk some NWA wrestling. Yeah. Well, so the United Wrestling Network has had four shows now, and we're going to be talking about episodes three and four uh, in this uh, particular show here. Do you want to just get right into the third episode, which was kind of a big one in terms of National Wrestling Alliance? So. Yeah, I felt like of any of them, um, Sands, maybe the Thunder Rosa match this episode, had the best NWA action. Yeah. It featured Allison Kay. And it featured Trevor Murdoch, uh, like you said, with a title change. I believe it's the only title change that we've seen so far of any of these four shows. And uh, he dethroned the longstanding <laughs> uh, national champion, Aaron Stevens. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, Trevor Murdoch, always one of our favorites. And this match should have happened at the Crockett Cup earlier this year, but of course the Crockett Cup got canceled. But right. indeed, Trevor Murdoch did win the national NWA title from Aaron Stevens. Now, I don't know how many people <laughs> thought this, but he mistakenly called himself an NWA world champion after he won when he was being interviewed. Uh, we have a clip of that right here. I won! I'm an NWA world champion! I did it! I did it. I'm going home. Yeah, he got a little confused there. Um, maybe, you know, maybe he found the missing globe from the world title and thought that that meant <laughs> that he had become 
the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. That is the thing I'm most concerned about is what happened to the globe on the heavyweight championship belt. And we talked about that in the last episode, but just a little bit of recap on that. This was the Nick Aldis versus Mike Bennett Yes. Uh, match. And at some point during the match, the little globe on the top of the NWA belt got lost and it wasn't on there. Right. I mean, I know it, after a match like that, which rivaled only, you know, like a steamboat flare match or a. Um, Man, you're reading my mind right now. You know, Harley Race and, and, and Dusty Rhodes match, the Aldis Bennett match. I don't know how we even noticed that the globe fell off the belt but you know yeah but anyway (laughs) (laughs) you know uh, if we go back to nwa power before covid trevor murdoch had a lot of build-up with this fight against aaron stevens you might remember that one incident where Aaron Stevens delivered about 15 elbows to the head of Trevor. I do. That was vicious. Yeah. That was, that was good. So these guys have had it coming for a while and, um, Trevor Murdoch won the title. Um, but, but let's talk about, let's talk about the title itself. Uh, Aaron Stevens managed to hold this title for 290 days, Mm. which according to Wikipedia pages that I've read, only eight other people have held it for longer. And, right. Uh, I'm sure that the COVID pandemic probably helped him significantly out of the, with that. But out of yeah. 58 wrestlers who've ever held the title, only eight others have held it many more, that more days than Eric yeah. Stevens did. Now, get this. Stevens held it longer than Ron Garvin, uh-huh. Tully Blanchard, uh-huh. Paul Orndorff, mm. Larry Zbysko, mm. Dusty Rhodes, and a whole hell of a lot of other guys whose names you would know if, if we read them off. I mean, it's kind of impressive, but... Um, yeah, I, I I don't think those guys are going to be worried about their legacy now. I don't, no, I don't um, think so. Because I have a feeling that in those 290 days, Aaron Stevens defended his title maybe once, twice? Not many times. <laughs> that- no, not many times. Uh, you know, and, and it... I don't, who really even, I hate, this sounds harsh, but who really even cares about this national title? It's one of the mm. ugliest belts in the whole it is. organization, and it gets passed around a lot. Uh, if you remember when Power started, James Storm, that's a name we haven't heard in a while. Right. James Storm had the title. Right. Colt Cabana won it from him on uh, the, How October. did Colt Cabana beat James Storm? I, I don't even remember. It's in our notes that. here somewhere, but um, that was on the October 1 show of Colt Power. Colt Cabana, now of the dork order. I mean, the dark order. <laughs> yeah, Colt Cabana, who's not even in the organization anymore. And Aaron Stevens got this title during a three-way match at the Into the Fire pay-per-view. Yes, and by hiding underneath a Christmas tree yeah, for most of the match. Took the words right out of my mouth. Um, not a great match for him, but no. that was how he got the title, which he then deemed the third-degree national yeah. title. Um, but anyway, the match itself, Aaron Stevens and Trevor Murdoch. Now, we both love Trevor Murdoch, but right. did it look to, to you like maybe he'd put on a little, a little COVID weight here since the last time we saw him. I don't think Trevor Murdoch has seen a gym ever. And he certainly hasn't in the time that that has elapsed since the last power taping. Yeah, he didn't look good. It's a little disconcerting, um, but he didn't have a heart attack. 
I mean, the match was... It wasn't the best match I've ever seen him have, honestly. No, it it, it wasn't. It, it had it had some rhythm problems, and uh, probably the most interesting point of the match was, I believe Aaron Stevens used one of the up lights on the set to like oh yeah aimed it in the face of Trevor Murdoch, and I mean those up lights aren't really that bright, but uh, anyway, yeah, that, that that could do some serious damage, I'm sure. We we didn't see the question mark, although. Mongrovia was referenced because Aaron Stevens was wearing a nice fancy right black and yellow karate karate get up. I don't know. Is, just, is that even necessary no. anymore? I mean, come on. It, no, it, it isn't. No, and his that gimmick and, is so yeah, January. Yeah, and, and honestly, it was uh, Aaron Stevens didn't so much wrestle as he did try to perform really cheesy karate moves in the ring so he wasn't doing himself a lot of favors there not at all the match itself for me was kind of low energy it was a little painful to watch i don't think it really helped either man no they look rusty they look like they haven't really trained yeah it was more of a brawler type of match right that being said it's interesting uh, looking at murdoch's journey from the very early episodes of power where he was Jobber? Was he a jobber when he first came? Yeah, Mid card. I don't know if it goes as far as jobber. Um, definitely, yeah. He definitely he had a name value because I mean he's a guy that was in, you know, the WWE for a while, and he was trained by Harley Race. That seems to be his big selling point, right? So yeah, I definitely don't feel like I don't feel like he was jobber, but he did lose some matches early on he, they, they've they done a good trajectory job with him building him up from a guy that struggled a little bit earlier on but now he seems to be one of the the top guys in the nwa so assuming that the nwa carries on and continues and um we see more and more bookings i i look forward to seeing what they're going to do with him yeah um because i i do think he is an asset to the company he definitely is a likable face in that company. He's a fan favorite. Right. Yeah, right. He really is. Yeah. He really is. And um I think it's important that um that they continue to 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 build, you know, with him. Yeah, I I think they placed him pretty well in these in the pay-per-view series here with prime time. But you're right. He he lost a handful of matches on power. He was he was never particularly consistent. He had a pretty good showing at the TV title tournament, but eventually, you know, he kind of failed at that. He's a he's a great guy. I just I don't think this match did him or Aaron Stevens any favors, and I think it was more just it just came down to a stylistic thing, maybe some ring rust for mm. sure, because we haven't seen either one of these these guys in a long, long, long time. Right. Yeah. Sorry, folks. I just had to step away to get some uh, little snifter of Basil Hayden's. Yeah. Basil Hayden, the official sponsor of Back Into the Fire Pod. No, I'm just kidding. We, I wish we, they were. We would if take you, it, though. If you would like to sponsor us and, you know, give us free bourbon. Well, what did you think of Alice and Kay's match? Uh, I, I, she was originally supposed to be facing... Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb, who, who went to AEW. Yeah, Serena Deeb got potentially exposed to some coronavirus, so she <sighs> stepped out. And we we had Nicole Savoy, the so-called queen of the suplex, against yeah. Allison Kay. I thought this was a good match, honestly. Yeah. 
And before we talk about this match, Serena Deeb, okay, goes to AEW. First match is against uh, one of our favorites, TR. That is Thunder Rosa. Rosa. Yeah. Uh, good match. She loses a Thunder Rosa, which was expected. Right. Her, you know, Thunder Rosa is over right now. Right. Her second match in AEW is against Big Swole. Yeah. And she loses the Big Swole. Yeah. What? Serena Deeb seems to command a hell of a lot of respect in the wrestling community. She really does. So for her to be, you know, kind of jobbing at this point, I mean, mm. clearly she's better trained than a lot of these folks yeah. are. So we we need to yeah, see her do something I, good, you know? I, I just Anyway, I'm sorry. I had to get it off. Well, it's just... You know, I thought the Allison K versus... I don't know Nicole Savoy... But uh, she, I liked her in the ring. She was very tough. Uh, right. I thought this was one of the best matches of the night on episode three of Primetime Live. I thought it was a good match that worked well with both ladies' strengths. Allison Kay has always been one of my favorites. I'm always going to root for her. And I yeah, I like right her. Here. Yeah. I do like her. There was one more NWA connection on episode three of Primetime Live. May Valentine. Do you remember her? <clears throat> Who could forget May Valentine or Madriadis Gomez? I can't pronounce her name. Yeah. But she's back sort of as a little interview interviewer. Yeah, she yeah. talked to who Aaron Stevens, I think. Did it was. she talk to her? I believe that was who it was. Okay. She, I mean, she didn't couldn't get much of a word in edgewise. No. But, uh so at least I guess she's still involved in, in the wrestling scene. It's good to see her. Um, Another familiar face, yeah. more NWA connection. We miss Sal. We haven't seen Sal. Sal Renaro, yeah. Yeah, his arm has yeah. to be healed by now, right? I hope so. The other matches on the show. Now, we, we talked about the two NWA matches, but there were four other matches on the show. Were that, there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. Uh, on this show. On this show. There Episode were, there three. Were, there were four other matches. Um we had Greek god Papadon. Oh, yes. He yeah. won over a gentleman by the name of Remy Marcel. I thought the Greek god looked pretty good in the ring, but all I remember is he was screaming at the female referee the whole he time. He's kind of like a douchebag doing that. I mean, he, yeah, he was. And the female referee, consequently, was taller than both of these Yeah, she could have probably so. just like smacked him on his bald head and sent yeah. him packing. But. Now, one of the things that I've continually complained about with primetime live is that i feel like these matches are in a vacuum like there's no storylines really. when you merge organizations who haven't had any backstory then yeah it's just going to look like random wrestlers wrestling which is kind of what it is now if there's any unifying thread in all of this it's chris dickinson the chris dickinson i like chris dickinson <laughs> i like chris dickinson too although in an annoying kind of way. Yeah. Now, in this episode, he went up against a gentleman by the name of Anthony Idol, who was kind of a goof. I mean, he yeah. reminded me of like, he came up and gave a very wholesome promo that involved talking right. about toast with cinnamon, sugar, and butter <sighs> or something. And Anthony Idol was, was not good. He came out of nowhere, to be honest. <laughs> and he, he came in, they had a match, he lost Dickinson gets the win. No surprise there. He's been on a winning streak, actually. Yeah. Dickinson, honestly, this guy is going to come out of this guy. Even though I wish to God he would tuck his strings into his tights. Yeah. Besides that, he's going to come out of this series 
these primetime episodes on top of things. They're really pushing him. I th- and think he could be a competitor against anybody I think he could in this too. organization. Maybe the NWA could court him a little bit. I think he'd fit in well there. Yeah, for sure. We had a, another ladies match. We had a <sighs> Ruby Rays versus a CC Chanel. Okay, I have no memory of this match. Well, there, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't think you would. Um, you know, it was a little bit of a Beauty and the Beast kind of battle. CC okay. Chanel's kind of your very delicate, you know, charming. Well, with kind a of, name like CC Chanel. Yeah. I mean, um, I felt a little bad for her because it looked to me like she took a, a pretty good bump at the end with a with a mm-hmm. she got her head spiked into the match. It looked like she really hit the mat too. So um she lost, but hopefully she's okay. Do you remember anything about Robert Baines and Jack Cartwright? I do not remember anything. It, this to me looked like two 12 year olds that were pumped up with human growth hormone and uh, sent out to wrestle. One of these guys was like a gymnast of sorts. Huh. The other guy looked like some <laughs> maniac butcher. So the, this was a weird match for me. These guys, they looked weird in the ring. I, I don't know how else to describe it. I, really? I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I really, honestly, if, it, if NWA wrestlers aren't involved, it has to be a really good match. Are really yeah. compel- compelling characters for me to show any interest in this stuff. I, to, to be fair, I don't think there was really anything wrong with this particular match, no? except that these they look like children wrestling mm. to me. I I don't know, maybe I, I'm wrong here clearly, but uh, I doubt it. It's hard to remember these some of these matches. If you right, make you know copious notes on them. We had one more match. It was a tag team match. SoCal Distancing, yes. who are apparently the UWN tag team champs, and they went up against the Real Money Brothers, who I uh, like quite a bit. Yeah, I thought they were gonna. I thought the Money Brothers were like the the go to team here, but they they you know they yeah lost. they the Real Money Brothers lost. I like these guys a lot. I don't mind seeing them again. Yeah. However, this is two weeks in a row that we've seen the Real Money Brothers, right? And this is a pay per view event yeah. so it's a little weird to be seeing the same wrestlers from week to week and another thing i thought was weird on this episode is we had an ad for lucha themed covid masks and again we're watching a pay-per-view here i don't expect to see ads for anything but yeah, well, it sounds like the stocking stuffer for your wife lucha themed COVID mask. Well, what could be? I, I don't know any lucha wrestlers, honestly. Maybe Nobody if they had does. a Rey Mysterio mask or something, maybe I'd. Hey, didn't he lose an eye or something? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so Primetime Live episode four, we had one NWA connection in episode four. Uh, it's disappointing. Well, well, two actually. Well, let's talk about the hero of all time. Yeah. Levi Shapiro. Levi Shapiro. Right, with Howdy Price. I don't like Levi Shapiro. You know? I don't like Levi Shapiro because he was spitting in the ring. You don't like the the meth-addled wrestler look? I like his theme music, and that's Yes, I do like his theme music. I like music. his the Levi Shapiro went up against Brian Idol, not to be confused with Anthony Idol. Not to be confused with Austin Idol. Correct. Or Billy Idol. Yeah, and to me, this looked worse than a wrestling match held in a Texoma VFW hall here. I mean, Shapiro looked like he looked like a week one wrestling camp trainee to me. I mean, these right. moves were so basic. To his credit, the announcers 
They put him over. They put him over a little. They said, well, you know, he does very classic wrestling stuff. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, he doesn't get too complicated. Well, you're right about that. This was just unimpressive to me. Um, The other guy, Brian Idol, did this absolutely pointless moonsault that barely landed on Shapiro, but that was enough for Captain Howdy Doody to throw a cowboy boot in the ring. (laughs) <laughs> to distract the ref while Shapiro right. apparently loaded well, a glove and, and and hit this other guy. So uh, didn't Shapiro like ha- tear some ligaments with a tire tool, and now he has the iron claw? He never used Baron it. Yeah, well, he's his signature move is the claw. I think he attempted to put it on at some point. He mm. never. I was waiting for this the whole time. I'm like, well, okay, let's see the claw. That's an old. School. We need more of the claw. We yeah. don't get enough claw anymore in wrestling. No, I mean not since George South have we seen the claw applied with oh, with George expert South. levels. Yeah, it's a good recall there. Speaking of Texoma, yeah, could that be our first in person fan event. We could have a live broadcast from Texoma. Well, only if the Tiger King is there. Ah, that's you know, because right. he used to put on those matches. We could probably do that. I don't know. But yeah, uh, Levi Shapiro, not one of my favorites. Uh, I think you like him a little bit better. I do, and strictly because of the music. Only the music is good. We had another female match. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lacey Ryan, who is the FSW women's champion, defeated what I would clearly call a cosplay wrestler here, Vipress. Right. I didn't mind the match. I thought it was okay. Uh, There was a lot of screaming. There Um, was... Yeah, there was a lot of screaming in this match and grunting. Uh, Lacey Ryan won with sort of a knee strike that Mm -hmm. absolutely missed Vipress, (laughs) but she still got pins. Does it seem like more and more that wrestlers are missing moves and then the other wrestler has to sell it and it just looks ridiculous? Yeah, it was. It was. It was so. It was bad. I mean, you, you could clearly see that. I don't even think she got her knee up to hit her until the Viperus was nearly on the mat. So it wasn't a good look, but it wasn't a bad match. It's just that the ending kind of got yeah. botched. I don't know about you, but I watched the live feed on episode four. This is my only the first time I've only ever been able to be home to even watch. The I, live I did feed. as well. Yes, um, and it continued to have. Did you get the color problems. bars? I did. I yeah, had color yeah. bars. Yeah, yeah they continue to have a minute or two it's problems. Like- yeah. We had another tag match, a team by the name of Four Minutes of Heat faced off against Beef Candy, (laughs) who I'm calling the Slim Jims because these were two scrawny little guys. (sighs) Guess who won? It wasn't Beef Candy. wasn't. What the hell? Why? I wish that I could have fast-forwarded this Of any two words you could combine in the English language into a tag team name. No. Why Beef Candy? I don't know. I don't know. Our friend Chris Dickinson made another return. The Chris Dickinson? The Chris Dickinson. He he faced off against a, a gentleman by the name of Max Caster. Mm. Platinum Max Caster. <laughs> who came out rapping. It's a lot of consonants. Yeah, man. It's uh, And Max Caster recorded a segment of himself rapping, and uh, there was a Taylor Swift poster in the background. Yeah. So this guy's hardcore. We know he, he's hardcore. He is a DMX. Nah, nah. Taylor Swift, red. Dr. Dre, absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, what I thought that was the most interesting about this match is that Dickinson at one point was giving instruction to his opponent, 
he was he threw him down and was going to put him in a what looked like a spinning toe right. hold of some sort, and he was actually gesturing with his hand turn over you know because i'm about to do this this uh leg hold so i'm guessing our max caster may not have trained as much as he probably needed to i don't know dickinson has been on at my count three of the four shows of prime time he's been on all i thought he taught at least he gave an interview on the first episode so he's been on all of them i felt like yeah Yeah. he is the face of whatever this is we're watching I actually like this guy, so I'm not. Yeah, I, too much. you know he's growing yeah, on me. He's he growing is. on me too. He does look like a guy that should be grilling cheese steaks in South Philly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I like him because he's just kind of calling it like it is. I think he's actually used the term cosplay wrestlers at some point. Oh yeah, he he definitely has been calling out the 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 shenanigans. Yeah. And, you know. He's called out Dave Marquez and Billy Corgan for, for bullshit. So they need to be called out, especially Billy. Get yeah. your shit together. Yeah, totally, man. Let's, let's get power going let's get back. Get this going. Man. Come on. It's ridiculous. Um, another tag match the Wolf Zaddies versus the Bodega. <sighs> now, I'm going to call the Wolf Zaddies from here on out the Glow Laddies. That's a better name. Because if you watch the TV show Glow, yes, they're clearly styling themselves after Sheila the Wolf Girl. They look just like that, but they're men. I really like Sheila the Wolf Girl. So yeah, so the Glow Laddies had a, right. an interesting match. One of the members of the Bodega is this guy with a Spider Man tattoo on his chest. The big and, guy? Yeah, the little guy. Oh, the little guy. Okay. Yeah, and he's bouncing around. I mean, he, they're tossing him around like the Road Warriors threw around one of the Mulkey brothers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's landing. He's doing some some cool stuff in right. there. Right. I thought they were. I thought it was a good match. Honestly, uh, you know the Wolf Zaddies, despite their horrible name, are not a bad tag team. They they definitely um, bring some of that. 80s excitement that we like so much. They seem happy to be in the ring and not just sure. going through the motions. And uh, I'd never heard of the Bodega before. But he has team by the name these two guys in there named Danny Limelight and Papo Esco. Um, right. And I, I really liked the performance of the Spider Man guy. Mm-hmm. I, and I, he I'm was, sorry, I don't know his name. I, it's it probably is Danny Limelight. It probably is. But he did some cool stuff. He was a smaller guy, but he was he did some really capable stuff. And they were dropping him. It looked like he was taking some damage. They slung him around pretty, yeah. pretty effectively. Yeah, he, he got beat up a little bit. So the the headlining match uh-huh. was NWA television champion Zicky Dice yeah. with an unnamed <sighs> tag team partner who we later found out was this gentleman by the name of Effie. I'm not familiar with Effie. He looked like the actor Jack Lemon with okay. fishnet stockings. He did have fishnet stockings on. And and apparently he and Zicky are doing a Twitch channel. Yeah. Now. I don't know what it is with all these wrestlers Effie, and video games. Yeah. Is Effie he I looked him up and he's actually a wrestler, which yeah. I questioned that when I saw him walking to He's an openly gay indie yes. wrestler. Yes. He went up against Watts and the Pope. Yes. Remember the Pope. I forgot about the Pope. I, I know. I forgot about the Pope, but I like the Pope. I like the Pope a lot. Pope's a, um, you know, he's one of the greatest uh, promo guys. He's a great promo. One, I, I love hearing this guy talk. I do, too, and, and I didn't realize it until they mentioned it, but he does invoke a lot of Dusty Rhodes-ism. 
yeah into his personality which they said he kind of that was like his idol and he's from florida which you know Rhodes was big in florida for huh. years and watts we've seen watts pair up with well he he had a face off with eli drake, eli drake. earlier in right. this in the series but so two really good guys watts yeah. and pope and they went up against <sighs> Zicky Dice. Uh, Zicky Dice. I feel like Zicky Dice was he even in this match. I felt like no, he wasn't he, hardly he was, in this match. It was not. It wasn't a good showing no. for Zicky Dice. No, um, it wasn't. He looked. He, yeah. he looked like he also had put on some weight right. since we last saw him. You know, I don't know. The first half of this match was basically some form of really boring comedy wrestling. It was, and it finally picked up a little bit when when Pope got in there. And you know, we've never really seen Pope. We haven't seen him wrestle as an NWA guy. I wasn't even sure he was still active. I thought he, you know, he's a manager. He was, so he was great. Um, he was. I liked him a lot. It, it finally picked up some steam. You know, Watts and Pope actually won the match. I believe they pinned Effie. Okay. And then uh, the uh, Zicky Dice came in and did a little Pearl Harbor job on him, maybe, and then uh, then hocked a loogie on him, which was yeah. totally not. That was the key thing. More cool. spitting. There's two instances of spitting on this episode, and I really I didn't expect that from Zicky yeah. Dice. That was just kind of I disgusting. Did, yeah, come on. in today's climate, I don't know if it's a good look for a white guy to be spitting on a black guy. No, not at all. Yeah, not so at all. I kind of question that. You know, at least when Shapiro was spitting, he was just kind of spitting into the ring. He wasn't right. spitting at anybody, but it was still gross either way. But clearly Pope was not happy about being spit on, and he made a very impassioned speech at the end of the match about how Zicky Dice was not only spitting on him, but on tradition. Right. And it looks like Pope might be making a play for that TV mm -hmm. belt at some point. Which Yeah, I'd personally yeah. welcome Pope. Absolutely. Kicking Ziggy Dice ass after seeing that. But Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, you know, the, the question then becomes, what happens now? So we've gotten through our first four episodes of UWN Primetime Live. Right. You know, to the credit of Dave Marquez and those folks, it, I think the show looks good. Uh, for the most yeah. part, when they don't have the technical problems, it's a it's a decent show. It's well it produced, is. but I'm not feeling. I, I still just feel like everything's in a vacuum here, and they're they're giving the NWA guys the top billing and so forth and so on. But mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 sometimes I just I'm watching these matches and I'm just saying to myself, why am I paying for some of this stuff? I you know I don't really right. know who these people are, and some of these matches are. Let's be honest, they're not the tightest, stiffest of matches here. Right. Some of them are kind of a little sloppy. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like it's like a it's almost like a band-aid until things can get back to more normal. Maybe. I mean, I think we're probably gonna pop for the next series of these. Right. Things. We have at least four more of these yeah. right, going forward, and that'll probably take us until mid-November. I mean, I want to see Tim Storm. I want to see James Storm, if he's even still in the organization. I want to see Nick Aldis more involved in this stuff. Tim Storm should be there because don't you think he's a remote teaching right now? He could just get a hotel room there. Yeah, in why California, not? California, like stop yeah. on over to the studio and. Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's NWA people that we just haven't seen. I'd love to see more of Camille. 
uh, more Thunderosa. Uh, uh, there's Mar- we haven't seen Marty Bell uh, yet, even though she doesn't like Marty us. But that's okay. Though. We still yeah. like Marty Bell. We do. Um, yeah. So I mean, there's. I, I want to see more of those folks that that we know, and I want to see less of things like. Like Levi Shapiro, but it may, right. I don't know. Maybe a third match with Levi Shapiro. I'm Dream start match. Liking him. I don't Levi know. Shapiro and question mark. Oh, that's a, yeah. Where's the question mark been for sure? Levi and the question mark. Those two guys are made for yeah, each other. They really are. Yeah, for sure. Chris right, Dickinson and James Storm. I could. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Any either of the Storms versus mm-hmm. Chris Dickinson. Would be yeah, our Tim Storm. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen. Royce Isaac, Royce or Tom Latimer, or Tom Latimer. So we need to see these guys. Right. Why don't they go in there and get up against yeah. the the Wolf Zaddies? What, or what else could they possibly be doing right now? Well, you know, I don't know. Going out on dates I know and Tom stuff. is just probably taking pictures of Camille and posting them on Instagram. Well, that's what I would be doing. But well, but you aren't making any money, Tom. Get your ass in the ring. Yeah, we need to see those guys. Um, and I, I don't remember. I think the only other real tag team that we had in the nwa is problematic at best now because eddie kingston has checked out and gone to ah, AEW. it's a huge loss yeah, for, it really is for, for nwa to lose eddie kingston i feel good for eddie he's making that tony khan bank but yeah but they're screwing him over a little bit over there though they yeah, got him with all these like jobbers knobs he's like the, yeah. the manager sort of the of the knobs I mean, they just have him over there with all these dudes they don't know what to do with, honestly. Yeah. All these Lucha, For, this and that, Lucha Brothers. Well, it's because he... Butcher and the Blade. Nobody can cares. Nobody can give a promo in AEW. I don't want to no, get on they, this, but nobody can give a promo. So they got to push them on to Eddie, who's like one of only three people in that organization that can give a half-decent promo. Yeah. You're right about that, for sure. If they're going to continue, and we're, it looks like we're going to go ahead and get the next four episodes of right. WN, I just need to see something a little bit different on here. And I need to see some more cohesiveness. Mm-hmm. And th- these matches, well, just they need to have some storylines. They need to make me you know, give a damn. You know? Problem is, I've seen the next slate of matches, and it's all new wrestlers that I've never heard of, except I think Aaron Stevens might be in a three-way or something. Yeah, get Eli Drake in there and let him do what he does best. I still don't think he had a great match with Watts. I think you liked it more than I did, but I didn't dig that match yeah. very much. It was a weird all. match. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, do we want to talk about a little bit of rumblings we've had in the NWA? Right. Recently, so, there's a survey that's going Yeah. On. If you've bought anything from the NWA or signed up for their email, you've probably received this survey. But if you haven't heard of this, uh, we're going to talk about this for just a minute or two here. We received a survey from the NWA, um, which basically is what we construed as a survey for them to bring to maybe possible sponsors to try to get uh, sponsorship and promotion of this organization to mm-hmm. get it back on its feet, which is what it says. It says, um, gauge your interest in the enemy, which is uh, whatever. Secondly, it allows us to show potential sponsors that wrestling is a product worth investing in. So they want to get people to pay advertising dollars to get this 
NWA show back in some sort of format. Yeah, it's um it it's interesting when I received this survey, and I'm sure a lot of you probably did, but the 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 paragraph in in the email I thought was interesting. Not only does it like you said it mentions they're possibly looking for something they can show potential sponsors how interested are people in the NWA right now. Right. But they also had this paragraph that says the landscape of wrestling has changed over this past year for no fault of anyone's. We're working and trying to determine the best way to bring back power. Hmm. Um, with the answers to these survey questions, we can begin planning even further. So it sounds to me like if you're waiting for power to come back, you're still going to be waiting a little while yet if it comes back. Yeah. So what, what, let's, let's talk about this. What they're trying to figure out the best way to bring power back. I thought what they were doing was fine. Uh, YouTube has built in revenue models. It does, but I feel like most of their income, I guess was coming from the tickets sold. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's, uh, it's strange. You know, they would get together, just every so few months and they would tape. So I don't know, would the ticket sales cover the cost of that studio rental and paying off everybody? I don't know. I wouldn't think YouTube would pay for it. Well, their channel is, while they have a lot of fans, they don't have a ton of fans. They're in what, the 200,000 subscribers? Yeah, how much possibly get from It's not as much as a lot of Twitch streamers, you know, probably not a lot. I don't know. I mean, the questions on the survey were, I don't know, kind of stock. You know, they want to know what your gender is. They wanted to know your age group, which, my God, I hate that we had to both check the 45 to 54 oh, box here. Lord. Yeah, have you ever felt as old? Um, no. What is the highest level of education <laughs> you've completed? Interesting, right? That's an interesting question. What's your average household income? Mm. This was an interesting question they had on here. Choose the statement that best describes your NWA fandom. So it says, the NWA is my favorite wrestling show above all others. Right. And then... One of them was, I'll watch the NWA when I get a chance. I mean, I chose that it was my favorite. Yeah, obviously it's it's our favorite. They also wanted to know if you're a subscriber to the WWE Network. Now, the important thing with this is... The WWE Network has all this old NWA content from back in the day. Yeah. And um, so in some regards, you can join the WWE Network and see a a ton of old great stuff. Pretty much anything that's better than what the WWE WWE brings out now. And then here's the the one that like kind of like made my raise my ears a little bit. How likely are you to purchase a pay-per-view from the NWA? Well, I mean, we have. We have. So I think most fans, unless they somehow managed to actually go to Atlanta, have mm-hmm. probably paid for one. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of a, that's kind of a no-brainer there. They also wanted to know if you're a subscriber to any other paid wrestling streaming services. Now, how many more of there of them are there? I mean, there's some little regional ones. There's regional, there. you know... Uh, Fight TV promotes various regional independent wrestling. Um, So um, I even think, uh, what was it? Mission Pro did a um, pay-per-view for their event. 
a month ago. I think you're right. Yeah, even like little, um, you know, I went to some of these little parking lot brawls and, uh, you know, community center wrestling events last year, and they were even streaming those over some sort of specialized little network for streaming wrestling. So right, there's all sorts of little things like that. So I think this kind of shows maybe where we're headed. And in my opinion, we might be headed to a paper power type <laughs> Yeah, I think format. you're correct. Uh, if we want to enjoy the NWA, we, we probably will have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we're basically doing now with Primetime Live. They had two more questions on the survey. One of them was, what's the most important factor in deciding to buy a pay-per-view? Is it the price, the card, something that you don't get for free or Mm. other? Now, I can tell you back during a couple months back, Uh we might have bought that AEW pay-per-view. Thank goodness we didn't. $60. $60 to see Matt Hardy get dumped on his head. Yeah. And... And, uh, Jericho thrown into Jericho mimosas. thrown into mimosas. Which- so yeah, I was interested in the match card, but the price was something I wasn't willing. Price to was to crazy. Pay. Yeah, for for no, nah, it's yeah. not worth it. We're not we're not seeing Tyson Holyfield here. We're seeing you know. And they also want to know: Have you ever purchased any merch from the NWA? Now, shamefully, I haven't. But I mean, we've bought pay per views from the NWA, yeah. and we've we've gone to. NWA in Atlanta. So right. I've, I've thought about buying merch. Yeah. I just, they, the you know, honestly, their t shirt designs are kind of off putting in yeah. some, some cases. But and if they would ever release the uh, strictly business track jacket, jacket yeah. I'd buy that thing in a heartbeat for <laughs> yeah. sure. But yeah, it's so, it's interesting. You know, my thoughts are maybe they want to launch their own little streaming channel of some sort, maybe whether it's through Fight. Right. Maybe they just bring power back as something you pay for the way this UWN model is. I don't know. I think you had some differing thoughts on that than I did, though. I do feel like they're leaning towards a pay-per-view model, but I, I also feel like they're trying to get some sort of buy-in to this organization where they can offer maybe advertised free content, um, either YouTube or... Um, I don't know, maybe even on a on a lesser known cable network or something. I mean, I'm watching I know Sinclair Broadcasting owns Ring of Honor. Yeah, you can watch Ring of Honor you just can watch on, over the Honor. air uh, yeah, TV on, yeah. on some you know, regional networks and things like that. So I don't know if they're trying to spark some interest. I don't know what they'd have to sell though. Honestly, this is if I was a TV network, um I don't know that I'd buy into it. There just hasn't been enough. Yeah, they need to get the bigger roster, I think. They're 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 very limited. And sadly, we've grown accustomed to getting all this stuff for free with the exception of the pay-per-views. Right. We we you know we've had the, the 10 pounds of gold series has been out there on YouTube for a while. All the power mm-hmm. shows were were free. So right. I, I would be interested to see what kind of money that they're that the UWN is making from from their pay per view efforts because I mean it can't be that much really I mean at the end of the day we're only paying like what twenty four dollars like well like yeah. six bucks a six show, bucks roughly. a show and I mean how many people are are paying for it too so I yeah don't know. I don't know I you know I I look at Twitter while the episodes are going on and and you know there's 
there are people watching it. So yeah. I have a feeling there's people in the same place that we are that haven't been able to see some of their favorite lesser known wrestlers. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I appreciate the fact that the NWA has not just completely folded. I think they're still looking for ways to present. Yeah. I'm a little concerned that their talents being, being leached. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, for sure. You know, Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston are gone. Colt Cabana's gone. And they've gone and they've they've gone on to become like major mm-hmm. players in story. Especially lines. Kingston and, and and Starks. I mean Yeah, Starks has got major a really parts great of AEW right now. Yeah, he has a really great he immediately dropped right into mm-hmm. the feud with Darby Allen, who's a hot property right, right now. Um, Cabana is in that stupid dark order thing. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Eddie Kingston elevating the people he's working with, right? For sure. So, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm curious to see where it goes as well. Uh, I, it's been so long since we've had like any real communication from the NWA besides things like this survey or to say, right. that, you know, hey, these guys are going to be on UWN. Um, there hasn't been a lot, and and the last things we heard from like Billy Corrigan on some of the Patreon town halls to me wasn't very encouraging. No. It almost felt like he was just giving up unless he could figure out a way to make money. Yeah. So and now Lagana is gone. They need a wrestling guy in there and a production guy, and yeah. now that they have the resources to hire anybody that could do an effective job. So. That's you really can't um, overstate the importance of Lagana. I mean, mm-hmm. he, I, th- I really think he was probably doing about everything. So I think so too. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a tough situation. It's good to see it him is. on UWN. It's tough for everyone right now, but yeah, I yeah. Guess, I guess it really comes down to money. You know, money. They can't, money. They can't make it selling you know t-shirts yeah. and trading cards. No. <laughs> trading cards, yeah. Do you ever look at the the Facebook comments on any of the NWA? You know, posts? I honestly, I follow most most of the um, NWA um, information on Twitter and yeah. Instagram. I don't really look at Facebook too much. The, the Facebook postings are a little bit different. Um, they're for the most part, it's people that are very, very, very optimistic. You have guys that can go back and look at a UWN match, and they can speak fluidly about all of these these uwn guys and dream matchups that they want to see how do they know about i I don't know how do you but then you have guys that are that are very pessimistic and and usually if you look at the comments on any facebook post from the nwa you're going to see bring back the into the fire theme song Mm -hmm. you're going to see bring back jim Cornette. Mm -hmm. you're going to see optimism and you're going to see pessimism and and that's you know, I don't know. They need to do something. They're they're losing their guys because people are very optimistic. But I'm seeing more of the pessimism coming in, where people are just flat out saying, "Why are you bothering? You're dead. All your talent's been poached. You know, trading cards isn't going to solve the problem. Right? I don't want to pay for this when I've been watching Power. You know, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? So they're in a tough situation. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to. It's gonna be a complete reboot for this organization if they decide to to go forward. <sighs> they're gonna need to do something. You know, they had a great thing going, and it's it would have been amazing, but you know, we just can't help coronavirus. Yeah. Around, so so I don't know. I guess there's a lot of unknowns. 
you kind of want to hear a definitive, but I don't think we're going to get anything definite yeah. for a while now. So yeah. we'll just keep following what, what's coming out and um, see where it goes from there. Yeah, that sounds like a good place to wrap it up there. You have anything yeah. else you want to drop in? No, we'll um, watch this next uh, UWN, which is coming up here in about three days, um, two days. Yeah, Tuesday. Uh, the 13th is the next primetime live where we're going to see Aaron Stevens. I think that's the only NWA wrestler we're going to see on this show. Maybe we'll see something interesting. Let's hope so. Have my hopes up. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for sticking with us, and uh, we're trying to figure it out like everybody else is out yeah. there. Thanks for joining us, guys, and see you next time. See you. Back into the Fire is produced by Joe Till and me, Andy Hayworth. If you enjoyed the show, give us a nice review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Back into the Fire or email us at backintothefirepod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.